Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto Casper here with our special series of podcasts based on our new book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Supper, Recipes, Stories, and Opinions. My co-author and Splendid Tables producer, Sally Swift, is here too. Hi. You know, we have designed these podcasts to look at some of the more elemental things in the kitchen. But for a more detailed guide to recipes and recommendations, be sure to take a look at the book, the actual book, How to Eat Supper. You'll find information on it at SplendidTable.org. Now, our goal with this podcast is to give you a practical guide to feeding yourself and the people you care about. We want to talk about the logic behind ingredients and dishes so you can improvise on what you find in the market, what you feel like eating, and what you've got time to do. You know what we say, knowledge is not only power, knowledge is freedom. Yes, it is, and we like that. This week, we're going to talk about a technique. We're actually going to talk about the saute, and and I think we should start with, you know, the equipment. You know, the first thing, I mean, Lynn and I both believe if you don't cook much at all, you owe yourself the very best equipment you can buy. And the very first piece you may splurge on would be a saute pan, and it would be well worth it. Lynn, what would you buy right now if you were buying a new saute pan? Well, I think it's the saute pan that I've been using now for probably eight or nine years. I should mention one thing, by the way. A saute pan isn't just for saute. You can do sauces in it. You can do stews in it. You can do stir fries in it. So, and what's the difference between, let's right here, what's the difference between a saute pan and a skillet? Aha, or a fry pan. Exactly. The skillet and the fry pan has slanted sides, and the saute pan has straight sides. Which is exactly opposite of what I thought for years. One of the reasons you want the saute pan instead of the slant-sided is the saute pan with its straight sides gives you much more surface Uh. to cook on. So what what kind of pan do you want to buy? You want to buy a pan that has great heat conduction. You want to buy a pan, ideally, that has also an interior that doesn't react Mm -hmm. with any food. Mm -hmm. So that eliminates straight aluminum because aluminum can react with certain things. It eliminates cast iron. By the way, cast iron skillets are great, but you can't do everything in them. And if you're going to invest money, I want a pan that does everything well and washes the dishes So what would you buy? I would buy a stainless steel lined saute pan which has a layer of aluminum on the outside because that's the heat conductor. Mm -hmm. And that aluminum must come all the way up the sides of the pan. Most of the pans made today have a disc at the bottom of the pan, and then the pan bulges out from that, and the sides come up. Well, let me tell you what happens. When you start trying to do a fast pan sauce or Mm -hmm. do a fast saute or stir fry, you get a ring of burn around the inside edge of your pan because it doesn't have the heat conducting aluminum coming up the sides. To keep it all in case. So what are we talking here? All clad? All clad is one. A lot of other people are making them now. Also, you want a pan that has two handles, a handle on one side. You can just grab a little round handle because this is a big pan and another handle and it should be comfortable. And an oven proof handles because the beautiful thing about a beautiful saute pan is that you can pop it in the oven as well. And it can be your roasting pan. That's exactly right. I mean, before you want to invest in a roasting pan, get a saute pan. You can do a chicken in it. You can broil in it and whatever. And one more thing about the pan is, is the size. Mm -hmm. It should be a 12-inch pan Mm -hmm. unless you mainly cook for one person. And I I can't tell you. You can always do less in a big pan. That's right. But you can't do more. And one of the reasons you want a 12-inch pan is most standard recipes for, you know, most dishes have you browning in a saute pan. Mm -hmm. And if you crowd things when you brown them, they don't brown. They steam. 
And it makes me nuts. I see people who say to me, the recipe didn't work. And I come into their kitchens and they have little bitty pans. They have a little 10-inch fry pan. And they're trying to do the recipe that calls for a 12-inch saute pan. That's literally 30% more flat space to cook on in the 12-inch exactly. pan. And the importance of having the room to let things brown yeah. is the fact that you get that beautiful glaze on the bottom of the pan, which is absolutely gold. When you are sautéing something, you need to watch that. It's called the glaze at the bottom of the pan. You need to watch that glaze. You have to be very careful not to burn it. There's a fine line from it being deep golden brown to being totally incinerated. And you don't want to burn it because you want to use that yeah. those brown bits. It's gold. It's gold because this is where that deep, lush flavor comes from in dishes. And this is where using medium heat or medium high heat instead of, you know, blast. blasting it. And also, you don't get the brown glaze if you have nonstick. Right. No nonstick. So now let's look at this. We've made this investment. We bought this beautiful pan. And let's face it, this is an investment. Right. So let's go for the gold and figure out what to do with those beautiful, beautiful brown bits at the bottom of that pan. Let's talk about making a pan sauce. Okay. So the basics would be you've filmed the pan lightly with maybe olive oil. You've browned whatever you're, let's say you've done chicken breast or a piece of fish. And the fish is done. You've put it on a platter. It's staying warm. And now you want to make a pan sauce. So, so you would, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. I would drain off. I mean, if there's a ton of fat in the pan, I'd drain some of it off. I'd yeah. leave a bit. I a little tend bit. to like. Yeah. I tend yeah. to like a little fat, um, and then I would over medium, medium low heat start to deglaze it. I'd pour in some either wine, chicken stock, mm-hmm. juice, that beautiful pomegranate juice you can get now oh, makes yeah. unbelievable yeah. pan yeah. sauces over um, a piece of chicken or a piece of beef. It's just beautiful. So you'd scrape up. You take a our very favorite implement, a flat-sided wooden spatula. spatula. It costs yeah. about $1.25. <laughs> scrape up all that glaze. Start gently simmering it down. Add. You could add anything. I mean, you could add mushrooms. You could add pieces of fruit, a little bit of apple, for instance. olives. Yes, anything of that kind. Any kind of herbs. The only difference is you're gentler than I am. I That's where once liquid's in the pan, I hit you the go high heat yeah. because I'm just in a hurry and I want to boil that down. And, and I mean, basically, the, one other thing, you know, people don't cook with vinegar enough. Right. So instead this of... This is the perfect place to play with vinegar. Yeah, it really because is. Because the heat will take that acid down. Right, and it almost comes sweet. Right. So you could add anything like cider vinegar is fabulous. Cider vinegar with a little bit of apple right. and a few slices of garlic. Right. Never heard anything. And then do you finish your pan sauce with a chunk of butter? Yeah, if yeah I, I can. Too. Yeah, if, I, if I'm in the mood because that chunk of butter, just a little. And again, you don't want to melt this. You want it to just be creamy. It thickens the sauce and it makes it so suave. Those French knew what they were doing. Oh, of they absolutely they did. The other thing, if you're not up for making a sauce for something that you have – just sauteed, Mm -hmm. the other great trick is to just put some liquid in that pan and get those brown bits up in the liquid and then pop it in a little cup and freeze it in your freezer. And you use that later on. It shows up in stews and soups. It's incredibly enriching. It's a waste to scrub that glaze out of the pan. You've got to make sure you take it. What you can do is, I mean, when you want to sit down to eat, just put the pan aside. Don't put it in the sink and don't put any soap suds in it. Throw some water in the pan, put it on the stove, stir it a little bit as you're cleaning up and You'll have this great stuff in the freezer to use. Off you go. That's it for this week. For more information on our book, How to Eat Supper, our podcast, and our radio program, The Splendid Table, be sure to visit SplendidTable.org. Have a great week, and we'll be back.